You're listening to the N2K Space Network. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. Welcome to T-Minus Deep Space from N2K Networks. I'm Maria Varmazas, host of the T-Minus Space Daily Podcast. Deep Space includes extended interviews and bonus content for a deeper look into some of the topics that we cover on our daily program. Now, starting a new company is daunting at the best of times. Aerospace companies have the hurdles of raising capital, navigating R&D to validate their products, and then finally getting their business to market. Now, New Space Nexus is offering up a one-stop shop to help these companies figure out their propositions and help them navigate the dreaded valley of death, aka the government procurement process. CEO Casey Anglada Derad joins us to explain the New Space Nexus mission from New Mexico to nationwide. Okay, well, I have to give a little background about myself to uh, tell you how it came about. I have a long career with the Air Force Research Lab, working on space systems and later uh, partnerships, had a time with uh, working with NASA, helping with investment plans between NASA, Navy, uh, NRO. So I had this long uh, career at the latter part, working partnerships with trying to help uh, space industry, space companies be able to navigate and work with the, the government systems and then and also university partnerships also did some um, kind of growing the STEM workforce. So that was sort of my career, but I just saw so many uh, challenges for our companies to understand where the resources are and especially our New Mexico companies. And so hit the early retirement date, jumped out of Air Force Research Lab and decided to tell the story about the possibilities and the opportunity in space. And at the time, when I first, you know, was working within the Air Force, a lot of the space funding came from government, the government side. But here, the commercial and the private space industry is really thriving for about, you know, the last 10 years. If you take 2010 and earlier, it was mostly just government funding. So this commercial space, this new space was coming coming forward and really expanding. And so the opportunity was there. So we put together, you know, a public-private partnership where we really studied who are all the partners, 
And we put out a report. It's, it's on our website. It was in 2019 where we really looked at, here's the opportunity. New Mexico is positioned to take a leadership role with all the various assets we have here between the Space Force organizations, uh, White Sands Missile Range, NASA, Spaceport America, our universities all have great resources in that area. So we're positioned to lead. And so with that, we came up with some strategy where we really need to put together some kind of council, figure out how to do, you know, put a business connector together, a workforce connector, and then also figure out the funding. So with that, we started... um, nonprofit organization, New Space New Mexico. It started out, that's the corporate name. Uh, Right now we're doing business as New Space Nexus. But so we started it basically to do those three things. We we put together an alliance, uh, that New Space Alliance has now grown to over 250 space organizations. We put together some, the, that business connecting, we have our what we call our new space igniter program to help companies navigate through through the valley of death. And then we also have some great resources, like we have an open prototyping event workspace called the Launchpad. And the, the basics of it all, though, is that we say that we unite and ignite space. So on the unite side, of course, we have our alliance where we bring people together but we also do some networking events locally. We call it the T5 Third Thirsty Thursday Tech Talks, and everyone comes together. And then we also lead national level forums on the space industrial base. So this is the Unite side, like I said. And I think the key thing about New Space Nexus is that we are here to listen to the companies. We bring them together in many different forums. And we really look at like, what are the challenges, the gaps, the the issues that need to be solved and then put together, you know, work locally, but also nationally with some of our regional partners on, okay, how do we go address this certain area and what are the recommendations and who do, who needs to hear these recommendations and, and um, put some resources to it. So that's the Unite side. The Ignite side is uh, we have a partnership intermediary agreement with the Air Force Research Lab uh, funded through an appropriation by Senator Heinrich's office. Thank you, Senator. Um, (laughs) And it basically is a five-year agreement to put together the resources to help the companies ignite, accelerate faster their innovation faster. And so we have this launchpad that is this co-innovation, open prototyping. The companies can come work there. We can have events there. And uh, it's a really cool space. You've got to visit us sometime. It's in Albuquerque near the airport. We also, to Ignite, is uh, we set up the uh, New Space Igniter program. And that is where we have 23 companies in the program, and they come in at different levels. We basically help navigate First, you know, do an assessment, help them get their messages clearer, figure out what kind of um, hardware, software experts that they need, and we help navigate them, we say, through the, the Valley of Death. And then the last part of the program is we showcase them. We do what we call show spaces, and we might showcase them to the different funding sources, like investor, our investor network, 
Um, we have government customers or even other prime contractors that they can partner with. So, so those are kind of like our our two sides of the of the story. That we're just here for the space companies. We we don't do it all, but we help either connect them or help represent um, them to get to workforce, to get to experts, to get to economic development types. Um, and a lot of our companies, we work nationwide, but a lot of our companies, once they see the resources and the great e- ecosystem we have here with the various organizations, you know, they want to come here. So they'll they'll try and set up. So we we just help make that path very easy. I, that's that's amazing because you, you mentioned the valley of death and that is a phrase that has come up so many times in this podcast. And to have um, expertise to help guide you through that and not not just that, but before and after. I mean, that's that's an amazing service to be providing. I know you have some great success stories of, of companies that you've shepherded through. Are any any that you can talk about or tell me about a little bit? There's actually a few that are in the works of um, getting some funding support. We have, uh, we just started the, that Igniter program in October and we're tracking, we're at 7.3 million of different contract wins that they've gotten since and because of working with us. So the, that has been really good. And if you think about New Mexico and even um, when Senator Heinrich wanted to do this appropriation, the key part is like help put resources together like the launch pad, but also put together some kind of industry demonstration program that helps them get out of R&D or, you know, beyond R&D because New Mexico is very well known with the different national labs, federal labs that, you know, we have a lot of great R&D, but how do you take these, what we call the concept, so it's in that R&D and make it to get to a product, then get it to sales. And so uh, with that, like uh, some of our companies are RS21, uh, Charles Rat, they've gotten a couple of contracts um, from our help with that, navigating them to the government customers that they could get a win. Oh, analytics, see blue space, Goodman technology. I wasn't ready for this one, but we do have a number of wins. And um, the companies love us because we have this, what we say our secret sauce is our, is our team, our, you know, our New Space Nexus team. We have pro- over 90 years of experience in military, civil, and commercial space. Uh, we have some expertise in strategic sales and product development. And then uh our engagement team is just the best at putting on um, events. And like we were one of the first hybrid virtual conferences and then hybrid when things opened up. Um, so our team has this expertise. And then we have a consulting team that we bring on for like just, you know, real specific um, needs that can help the companies. And then after that, we have what's called our Igniter Expert Network, which we have over 45 people in it now. And it includes, you know, previous commanders of Air Force Research Lab and chief scientists and investors. And so our companies have this wealth of expertise when they come to us that they'll, they'll be able to get what they need. We'll be right back after this quick break. 
The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and Zero Trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their SASE journey, visit netskope.com. I know you mentioned at the beginning that New Space Nexus is also a nonprofit. So I'm curious, that is quite a different tactic, quite a different thing from many organizations that I speak to. I, I imagine that does make you quite unique. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I think one of the key things is, you know, the companies see us as part of their team and that we can help, you know, get them through these processes. Um, one of our companies has said, you know, working with us has cut a, at least a year off of their development cycle because they get to the needed resources faster. But the reason we wanted to do a nonprofit is we wanted to we want to be this trusted resource to the space companies, and I, and I think they value us. They know that we're you know we're not here to compete with them. We're here to help them. And so that's where it's been beneficial to be a nonprofit. I wanted to, to uh, switch gears a little bit about the state of the space industrial base. Could you tell me a bit about what that is? Because like, I know it's pretty major, so I'd love to learn more about it. Right. Well, we started in actually 2019, uh, was one of the, the DIU, Defense Innovation Unit, some of the companies Air Force Research Lab got together and really looked at what the challenges were for the space industrial base. The next year, um, Peter Wagner, one of our advisors, was saying, Casey, you, you know, New Space, New Mexico at the time, really needs to be involved in this because it's all about, you are all about the space industrial base. And this is a workshop to really, you know, not just identify the challenges, but start figuring out the solutions. So in 2020, we started hosting the State of the Space Industrial Base. And it we did this with our key partners, the Defense Innovation Unit, the Space Force, and the Air Force Research Lab. The basics of the, of the conference is we host a conference, we set up working groups um, in topics that need, you know, that there's challenges and we need addressing. There's Usually, um, like the space policy and finance, there's remote sensing, um, launch, now workforce, STEM, and education. And so the working group, you know, will bring in uh, speakers in all of these areas, keynote speakers. But then we go off and have these working groups. And it's kind of cool. We do Chatham House rules so no one can attribute 
you know, what's being said. And so there's a lot of really great open discussion. We call it, um, it's kind of like an unconference. It's not a bunch of talking heads telling you the way things are. It's where it's a participatory workshop. And so this year we had about 300 participants and um, usually about 100, primarily probably 75% industry. So it's not a bunch of government, even though the government, you know, the government leaders are our partners. Um, This year, NASA was a key participant as well. We have great leadership from Commerce, NASA, DOD that all get involved. Last year, we ended up doing a specific workshop in Cape Canaveral, partnering with Space Florida. So New Space Nexus is kind of like the glue behind the scenes on the external workshops. But um, so Dale Ketchum from Space Florida ran that workshop this year. We also partnered with Space Northwest. And again, we uh, New Space Nexus is kind of behind the scenes helping run that. And then the, the main conference is hosted by us. So we're definitely more out front with um, doing that. But after after the workshop, they all these working groups get this awesome um, information, and then it's put together in a report that comes out usually about August timeframe each year. And uh, I so you're the, working on it right now. <laughs> yes, I was just gonna say that um, the last two years I led the the workforce education working group, and literally today after this, the rest of my day is to finish up the the workforce part of the report. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time out of your day. I, I know that those deadlines are are hard, are hard when you're right up against them. So thank you for speaking with me in like that. Oh, of course. I was can we get a little preview of what's coming out in in August? Any any insights that you can share? And there's just been so much. Um, I think so much going on, especially in commercial space. That um, one of the things I think what's been really cool about these workshops and these conferences and these reports is that you know once you see it come out, you really start seeing the actual so recommendations. In the in the international conversation, um, I think like for example, space should be considered a critical infrastructure, and um, and we're getting more and more and more and more um, to that point. But you know, we had uh, Dr. Ezene Ozo-Okoro speak at our conference in June, who is a space policy leader for the White House. And with that, you know, she has put out some policy papers, and I think we're getting closer and closer to where, you know, space with how it's it's so linked with the banking, with, you know, sensing the Ukraine uh, conflict. There's been huge, huge challenges and, and accomplishments from using space. So, um, so some things that will come out of that report are, are recommendations such as that. In the workforce area, I know uh, I'm, I'm really happy. A lot of the space companies have put out a space workforce challenge to be able to bring in more diversity, to include more, you know, that we have these workforce shortages, but are we tapping our whole everyone out there to be able to be part of it? So there's some really cool things in that area that we're going to be you know, putting out in the report 
And with that, one of the things from the workforce is that uh, Newsface Nexus is, we've sort of been studying the issue and uh, we're really going to move out on it this next year, is um, what we're calling Pathways to the Stars. And, you know, there's a lot of programs, especially in STEM, that are just really good pockets of programs, but there's not this connectivity to an actual industry base. So we're looking at, you know, going in and mapping out those different programs that, you know, start at the inspiration level of third through fifth, and then maybe some curriculum programs in middle school, internship and apprenticeships in like the high school, early college, and um, to the final point of job placement. So we've gotten a number of companies that are our sponsors to sign on and say, yes, we'll, we'll help. Because I, I tell them, you can't expect, you can't complain that there's not a workforce pipeline, a talent pipeline, and then just expect to help at maybe the internship level and job placement. You need to get down here in the trenches with us. So we're setting up where the companies support us financially to put this pathway together, but also uh, through mentorship. And so we will draft off of some of the things happening with the Space Workforce uh, 2030 initiative, but also just really trying to look at like, how do you take one industry sector and make this pathway? And if it works, you could do it in another industry sector. So let's talk in about a year and let's see how much progress we make. And that's it for T-minus Deep Space for July 29th, 2023. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at space at n2k.com or submit the survey in our show notes. Your feedback ensures that we deliver the information that keeps you a step ahead in the rapidly changing space industry. This episode was produced by Alice Carruth. Mixing by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester with original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Brandon Karp. Our chief intelligence officer is Eric Tillman. And I'm Maria Varmazis. Thanks for listening. And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com.